Hello, welcome to the Revive for the Journey podcast, where we give you this week's message from Cove Church. We pray that it blesses you and helps you grow deeper in your journey with Christ. Enjoy. Well, Merry Christmas, Cove Church. It is so great to be with you on this weekend, and my prayer for you on this weekend is that wherever you are, that you would find yourself in the presence of Jesus, experiencing the presence of Jesus right where you are. Uh, allow me to share a story to illustrate that. The story is told by a man named Robert who grew up in a family with seven kids. He and his sister Liz were the youngest of the seven kids. The, the ones above him were quite a bit older. And uh, growing up in that family had all of its you know, blessings and things that were challenges. But uh, obviously, you know, you had to work for what you, what you got. And one of the things he really wanted when he was 10 years old was a 10-speed bicycle. He had a, a bike with no gears on it, usually hand-me-downs from his older siblings. He and his sister Liz would both have those. And it couldn't get him across town, didn't have gears, couldn't do those things. So he knew he wanted a 10-speed bicycle. And so he started to work. He, he mowed lawns. He, he uh, shoveled driveways with a snow shovel when, when the snow came. And he was able to pull together $60. And that was enough uh, for half of a payment on a used bicycle. And so his father fronted him the other $60 to, to pay that. And that the plan was that he would pay that other $60 off from his dad by doing the, the chores. So they purchased this bike for $120 from a, a priest in the town, 10-speed bike. Now, it was kind of the bike that you would imagine it would be. Not fancy, no frills, nothing great going on with no racing stripes or anything, just gray, but functional. And it had the 10-speed gear so he could go anywhere in that town. And so from the summer approaching Christmas, man, he, he, went, he just rode the tires off of that bike, you know, he would put the Tour de France to shame with how much he rode that bike and loved it. And as winter came, the, the snow began to fly and he was able to do more snow shoveling jobs and was able to actually pay off the rest of the $60 that he owed his father. So now he was owned this bike free and clear. He was so happy going into Christmas that year, just thrilled about how it had all unfolded. So Christmas Day comes, and uh, in a family of seven kids, you have to organize how you do presents around Christmas, or it can take days, it can take a long time. So they had went through the whole process of how to do the presents and to make it efficient and make it meaningful. But his father was kind of a master showman, always left a, a few presents uh, for last, just to sort of, you know, bring a little bit of a ribbon at the end of the night, a little bit of celebration. And so uh, that after all the presents had been opened, he said to Robert, hey, I have one more present for you. And, and out he pulled this portable record player for him, which Robert was thrilled with. He didn't have to share the family's record player anymore. He could have his own tunes. Amazing. He thought that was so great. But then his father uh, called to his sister, Liz, said, Liz, I have a surprise for you. Why don't you follow me into the garage? And out into the garage, she followed him to reveal a brand new Schwinn 10-speed bike given to her for Christmas. 
Robert described that he didn't ever hear the, the glee and screams of joy that came out of Liz on that day. All he could hear in his mind was the rumble of the lawnmower and the scrape of the snow shovel on all of those driveways. How hard he worked for his used bike only to see her get one brand new for Christmas. It really bugged him. So much so that Liz there with her bike said, Robert, we should go, we should go for a ride today. And he said, no, it's too snowy to ride bikes. And he pushed his stereo away from him, trying to make a point, but nobody seemed to pick up on it. Well, the rest of that week, Liz got to know her new bike and began riding it all around. And Robert sulked. He was just bummed out that this could happen. Now, in their family, you didn't ever question the presents you got, especially if you expected to ever get another one. So uh, he didn't do that, but he was, he was really having a tough time with this. He had felt like an indentured servant all that time, working so hard, and yet to see this happen, it just, just was eating him up. And so at the end of the week, his father actually asked him, said, Robert, you seem a little down. What's, what's going on with you? And Robert said, Dad, it just doesn't seem fair. I, I work so hard for all that mowing lawns and scraping driveways, and yet she gets this bike just free and clear for Christmas, brand new. I had to work hard to buy a used 10-speed. She got a brand new one for Christmas. How is that right? How is that fair? How is that just? And his father stopped and he looked at him and said, well, maybe it would be unfair, except that the gift of that bike really isn't for your sister, Liz. Robert was like, what does that mean? What a cryptic answer. What does that mean? And then his dad left and walked away. And he was left going, I don't know what, what, what he meant by that. It's not like, uh, who else is that bike for? It's obviously her bike. It's not even my colors. It's not like I want it. It's the principle of the thing. And so he just kind of chalked it up to his dad needing to update his meds. And he moved on with his life. Well, after that Christmas, Christmas faded into spring. And Liz and Robert found themselves being able to be on their 10-speed bikes all the time. They, they would cross the town. They would, they would ride seven miles to take the free tennis lessons that were in a town nearby. They would go in the summertime and they would ride to the, the city pool every day. They spent so much time together sharing their dreams, sharing their adventures on their 10-speed bikes. And that relationship just continued to grow and grow. They had each other's backs. You know, as the youngest in the family, it was good to know somebody was there with you. And that relationship continued on even to when they got driver's licenses and they began to, to, to drive and they would dare each other to, to see how little of gas they could have left in the family car when they got back from a trip. That was what they tried to outdo each other on. And, and Liz would help... Robert feel okay at, at parties and feel like, you know, that sort of help with conversation. And Liz used Robert's friends as sort of her personal dating service. It worked out per just perfectly for them. They even uh, spent so much time together that they went to college together when they graduated from high school and graduated together the same year. And that relationship just became so important and so close. And it was after he graduated from college that Robert thought back on that conversation that he had with his dad, and finally the light came on. He realized that the gift of that bike really wasn't a gift for Liz. It was a gift for him. What his father had given him in his sister was the gift of a best friend, a relationship that he would cherish for 
all of his life, a relationship that would mean so much to him. That was the gift he experienced because of that bike on that fateful Christmas. I mention that story because of the many ways that God is described in Scripture. One way he's described in Proverbs is that God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And, and Jesus actually continued that thought and emphasized it when he talked to his disciples in, in John 15, verse 15. He says this to his disciples, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. If, if there's something that you're wondering and trying to figure out on this Christmas, if there's something that you're trying to understand uh, regarding God, what is this relationship supposed to be like? The truth is God wants to call you friend. God wants to be your friend. He's inviting you to that kind of relationship and the kind of friendship that isn't just good, it's a transforming kind of friendship where not only is my relationship with God different, but because of that relationship, I become different. I am changed. And, and I don't know about you, but all of us could use a little change, right? We have some things to work on. Some of us need quite a bit changed. <laughs> we need a lot of work done. And Jesus is up for all of that. And all of that comes in this context of friendship, the most amazing friendship you could ever have. Jesus calls us friend. The question for us on this Christmas is would we call Jesus friend? And what kind of friendship would that be? Do we want our relationship with Jesus to be like a distant friend, uh, a childhood friend, uh, uh, a work friend, an associate, uh, a Facebook friend? What, what kind of friendship do we want this to be? And for Jesus, his declaration is, I want to be the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus wants to be the best friend you've ever had, the most transforming friend you've ever had, a friend that, that not only restores our relationship with Jesus, but actually begins to change who we are in our hearts and who we are as people. That is the real gift of Christmas. That's why we declare what we declare on Christmas Eve. That's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus in a manger. It's because God would draw close, close enough to be our very best friend. And that's what Jesus wants to be for you. So wherever you are on this Christmas, my encouragement to you is simply this. For those of you that have a friendship with Jesus, let Jesus make that friendship even closer than ever before. And for those of you that have not yet begun your relationship with Jesus, let this be the day, not only that you understand Jesus calls you friend, but that you call Jesus friend as well. So with that in mind, on this very Merry Christmas, let's pray together. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. To stay connected with all things Cove Church, visit our website, covechurchpnw.com, or on all social media platforms at Cove Church PNW. We'll see you next time.